chicks, it's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Hi, friends. Hey. Yo, we are back at the table. It is yes. officially official. It's always fire when we at the table. I mean, at the table. I was thinking of that song too. I don't know that song. I don't either, girl. I was over here like, Richard Smallwood. Yeah. Richard Smallwood. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked that Ayana knows it then. I know some gospel songs now. You know, we (laughs) sing it at church. You know, I, you know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've been in in church since 96, so I know a little something. Okay, 96. You know. Lord. (laughs) Well, today we are tackling, I don't think it's a taboo topic, but it's something Mm -hmm. that I think. Over the course of us being on this podcast has touched most of us. Mm -hmm. When I think when we started, it may not have. I'll I'll speak for me. In times of like therapy and going to see a counselor for like like an actual counselor, not like your church counselor. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. There's a difference. We'll talk about that. There's a put a pin in it. We going. We got to circle back to that. Yes. Um. But Jesus in therapy, just like what you guys think about being in therapy, going to see a therapist, like the kind who have like a degree in is it psychology? I think so. Sociology. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The yeah. kind that can write you prescriptions. Those is the ones that we're talking about today. Well, yes. some of them. That's what I said. A psychologist, I think, writes the prescription. A psychiatrist is the one that I think you can just sit on the couch and that's certain. I think it's opposite. Oh, I have it flipped. Yeah. Okay. I know something like that. Well, I'm talking about the ones who could write you a prescription. That's what he's talking about. They're both professionals. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Is anybody open on sharing their therapy journey with us? You gonna start it up? I think I'm the I'm the only person that has not done it yet. No, same. I have not. You've not gone to therapy? No, I haven't. I thought we talked about (laughs) this. We did talk about it, but I think in the moment of life, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. didn't have an opportunity. Because I think the last time we talked about it, I might have been pregnant or before that. Oh, okay. And With Nova. Yeah. So, I, I know for me, um, I would like to. But it's it's about trust. Mm-hmm. Trusting the therapist? Yes. I, I And, like, okay, so for me, I don't want to do, we'll get into the church therapy. I don't want to do church. Um, yeah. One, because... I'm a leader at the church and it's tough. It's it's tough. I don't want I don't want that type of conversation with yeah. them that yeah. could be spilled into other people yeah. or, or other things, you know? So it's like and then I just want to I want to go outside the freedom to have to that yeah, to be able to do that. Um but also in that finding a I would like to find a therapist in who has the same beliefs as I do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so many things on the list, like, you know, preferably black. Yeah. Because I feel like... No, that's real. Preferably black, yeah. preferably a woman. Yeah. Because I'm like... You need woman, them to understand. You understand. Yeah. Preferably a Christian. Mm-hmm. And preferably outside of the church. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, we're going to find all that. I, I mean, there, I think that there are there resources. Like, yeah. I mean, to kick it off, I guess I can say... My path to therapy started with my two best friends mm-hmm. who we made a therapy pact and mm-hmm. we decided that we will all find therapists and go to therapy. And for me, this was around before I got married or like right when I got engaged. 
And I we were going to premarital counseling. We were going to couples counseling before we were even engaged. And that was good. And I didn't feel bad about that just because the person who we were using at the church. Yeah. To your point, there was like an extreme trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I felt like they were very much what's the word when people don't tell you business? Confidant. Confident. I mean, well, also being honest, like because Sylvester and I also do that at mm-hmm, the church. Mm-hmm. We like if I know honestly, if I know of another counselor at the church that's telling people business, I'm telling because that's yeah. not you know. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should. <laughs> like you should. I don't feel like I'm like that's not right. Mm-mm, that's mm-hmm. not right. Like if I were to hear like at the time and you they guys were in premarital, each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the time y'all were in premarital, if I would have ever heard, oh yeah, such and such and such and such in this session, I'd be like, wait a minute. Hey, you don't need to go to them no more because I, I know stuff that they like, that, no. that I shouldn't know. No. Yeah. So. But yeah, I felt very safe with the couple that we went to premarital counseling with. And I mean, to Ayana's point, you know, we are in leadership positions at the church. So we were very much like, mm-hmm. we don't want everybody knowing our business. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where it's like, we're, and that was back when like you could physically come to the church. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, we're not doing counseling physically at the church. Mm-hmm. We'll come to your house. Mm -hmm. But I did realize during that time that there were some things that were not spiritual things that needed to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And I think for me and having that pact with Leslie and Carissa, it was a realization that there are some things that I need to talk to someone about that aren't things that are just spiritual, but they're mental things as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I'm being completely transparent, I don't know if Lauren going to be this transparent we gonna see i don't know either (laughs) we gonna see for me i think the triggering thing that sent me was an unhealthy attachment to my work Mm. and i had in a warped space attached my value my i I remember you saying that a little bit before yeah Mm -hmm. it's like if i wasn't doing well at work then i didn't think that i was doing well in life Mm. and i was like where the heck did that come from and i feel like it triggered me going to therapy because i I was like i can't live like this Mm -hmm. and i mean it's done wonders for me so so yeah Mm -hmm. that was my I definitely see a difference from then to now, especially when it comes to work-life balance. Yeah. And we know, like, work-life balance is not, bump the word balance, you got to figure it out, you right. know? But yeah. I, I definitely see a difference with you and how you move when it comes to when you unplug, you unplug. So. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to get there. Yeah. I had to really realize, like, just because I'm not adding value or bringing something to the table all day Mm -hmm. every day that doesn't mean that i'm not Mm -hmm. you know worthy or valuable Mm -hmm. as a human being Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and therapy really helped me to wrap my mind around you know starting to work at a very young age and almost like that chemical reward system in your mind where Mm -hmm. it started so young that for me it's like I'm only going to be appreciated if I'm giving 150 Mm percent. And my therapist helped me realize that, no, like people value you outside of what you do for them. Mm -hmm. So and once I could see that, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess you worth the money. (laughs) <laughs> right. no, that's the worth the money. That, yeah no that's, legit that's a big question yeah. i ask i'm like are they worth the money and i mean i'm not this is no flat to any therapist or anything like that but i i i realized that therapy is an investment mm-hmm. and so i had to ask myself that question i was like um so what if the insurance don't cover everything you think because they don't <laughs> like are you still willing to pay that mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess concerning my journey, I'm not going to really, sp- I'm going to be honest and upfront. I'm not going to speak a whole lot about my experience because for me, it's very new. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very like protective of it because mm-hmm. I'm going to therapy for some things that I really want to, you know, just kind of figure mm-hmm. out. And so I don't think I'm in a space right now where I could just completely 100, 100% like speak on it the way that mm-hmm. I, I think I have in the past on the podcast, but I'm going to work with what I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yeah. We, we appreciate you saying anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a safe space. It is. But I don't know if these listeners are safe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 they might be out here telling right, your business right, line. Right. Mm-hmm. No, but um, I think I loved how you started off with like, your genesis and how you even decided to go to therapy Mm -hmm. and your reasoning. um, Speaking of Sade, Sade's reasoning was you said that you had a pack with your best friends, that this was something that all of you all collectively were going to do. Similar to you, I had a pack with myself Mm. Uh, and I, I felt like in the past I had made packs with myself and just have not abided by the thing that I told myself that I was going to do. And so therapy was literally, it was a result of several things that I had said I was going to go after this year. And I was not going to, no matter what the cost, you know, no matter, you know, how much sacrifice and time it would take, um, no matter how other people would look at me or how other people would be kind of, I guess, their rationale behind why I would do it Mm -hmm. or why I was doing any of the things that I was doing. Um, in regards to this year, I said I was going to do it anyway mm-hmm. because this was a personal journey that I wanted to take for myself. Whether I go to a therapy session and I'm sitting on the couch and I gain nothing, mm-hmm. at least I know that when I hopped in my car and I went there, I did what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I think that for me was a journey of developing consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sharing this with um, some friends recently. I said I had this coworker once. And I had, I was privileged, I'm privileged enough to, well, I was privileged enough to work at a job where we would have Bible studies. Um, And they were privately, so you can decide whether or not you wanted to go to the Bible study or not. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we would have people come, and then sometimes we wouldn't. But um, I would ask the person who was over it for the times that we wouldn't have Bible study, why would you continue to have the Bible study if nobody's showing up? Mm -hmm. And her response was, it's the consistency. She said, you yep. know, I am developing a mindset for the people, whether they show up or not, that on this particular day, you always are going to know that we have a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Right. She said, so it develops a level of consistency, whether people show up or not. <clears throat> and so I started to take sort of that mindset that she shared with me in that moment and just apply it to my life and say, this is Lauren, what you're doing is developing consistency. You know, whether you gain something from the session or not, go, you yeah. know, yeah. and it's the mindset of going or telling yourself it's time to go that'll apply to so many other things mm. outside mm. of therapy. Yeah. And so for me, that's been my journey is really therapy is just like such a minimal aspect of it. It's like what I'm developing for me is a routine of just it's like showing up for yourself. Yeah, it's like yes. a commitment mm. to yourself. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm doing. I am developing a routine of committing to myself, committing yeah. to the journey, committing to what God has told me to do. Because mm-hmm. if we go like we take it just a little spiritual, go there's, ahead. Been a, there's been a lot of times where God has told me to go and I have not. Mm-hmm. And I give myself a reason to. But if I'm so conditioned to when I know it's time to go, that I'm already in motion, yeah. that when next time God tells me, hey, we going. I'm like, all right, God, I'm already in motion. Right. I'm already geared up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think for me, 
to be fully transparent, I was one of those people that was like, I don't need it for what? Like, I don't need to sit and talk to somebody. And a part of that is due to my sister, cousin Simone, is a you know a therapist, and she acts as a counselor at our high school. So I'm privileged enough to have someone that I can confide in and talk to about anything, mm-hmm. and who will ask those questions. I'm like, why you ask me that? And she's like, I asked because I want you to think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And she helped me to understand that therapy is actually like maintenance. Yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. But whenever you go into your point, Lauren, you make a commitment to go on and you have a routine. The moment something feels off or you start to feel it shift a little bit, you're equipped with the resources that mm-hmm. you need because you had that routine. And in those, you know, it's just like a sermon using our pastor, for instance. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Sometimes I'm like, I already heard the sermon. Yep. But guess what? The fourth time... <laughs> we love you, people. But the fourth time that I heard it, there was... So extra time. meat. No, no, that's not shade. Because the fourth mm-hmm. time, on the fourth time, there was some extra meat that I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so really for me, I am doing the research to find a therapist. And I will mm-hmm. say it is refreshing when you have a group of friends who are discussing, um, you know, certain aspects of what they've learned in therapy. And it's like, it shifts my mindset. Like, oh, you know what? I, mm-hmm. I do need it. You know, I it will benefit me in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to go this far into say like, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of arrogant for me to be like, I don't need to talk to nobody because you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're created and wired to need each other and operate with each other. I can't live in this world without, you know, communicating with someone, whether that's a boss, a parent, a spouse, whoever. So I should be equipping myself, especially with the calling that I have on my life to make sure that each encounter and how I communicate and I'm able to, you know, just do that mm-hmm. effectively. And therapy is a way to enhance that, mm-hmm. not necessarily meaning something's wrong with you, which is what I feel like my mindset was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know for me, um, I, I completely understand, especially with the maintenance part, um, because I don't feel like there isn't like this significant reason as to why I want to go to therapy. Right. It's not like, oh, well, I want to go because of this. I want to go because of that. Mm-hmm. No, I want to go because one. Well, there is one main reason. The main reason is because of the position that I am in with my life, period, and the position in ministry. There's a lot of things that I might know and it it can get it can pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up. And I'm hearing everybody else's Mm. issues. I'm hearing everybody else's stories and constantly pouring out. Mm. Right. So I need to be poured into as well. And yes, I am poured into through the word, through our pastors and whatnot. However, I still feel like. I want to be able to sit and talk with someone who can possibly, you know, kind of unlock certain doors yeah. in my mind yeah. as That's to, good. you know, why I move the way I move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something um, when it comes to my personality, is there something that I can improve on or why I do certain things a certain way or look at things a certain way? You know, because you can go to therapy thinking one thing and that person can unlock so many different things yeah. that can help improve you as a person. Yeah. So, and I'm saying all this because I know there are so many people out there who is like, well, I'm good. My yep. life is good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm all of that. But it's like, you just never know. Yeah. You know, and I'm such a curious person, especially now. Like I literally research everything, mm. every single thing. Um, I'm on a fitness journey. 
And this is like the most I've ever researched about my body, what to put in my body, what helps to fuel me, what are macronutrients, what's this, what's this. I ain't never been interested in that before. Mm. But because I'm so invested in learning about me, mm-hmm. I literally research everything. So even when it comes to the word, I'm like, okay, what does this mean? What it, what did Pastor mean by that? And okay, yes, he said that 50 million times. Right. However, like you said, it's like you learn something else. Because yeah. even when it comes to us and shift, we might say, like, um, Sylvester and I were talking about how um, each week with shift, sometimes it feels like he's saying the same thing Dang. over. But it's like, you were like, Holy Spirit, why aren't you allowing me to move on to the next topic? But literally, I was listening to the message and I was like, actually, you didn't say what you said last week. You said something different. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, so I just, it's so many, I don't know. I'm just, I'm at a place in life where I'm just loving learning. Yeah. And just, I want to know so much more. So I'm like, just give me all the things, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I want to learn more. So even when it comes to therapy, I'm, I'm actually excited to really go and learn more and just kind of allow someone else to pour into me. So. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I feel like from a Christian standpoint, it's always been almost like a Jesus or therapy type of thing. Mm. And I think that in the past couple of years, I've got into a space where it's like, no, you can you can love mm-hmm. Jesus and, and go to therapy. Yeah. And I mean, I think all of you guys kind of touched on it in terms of like a therapist being able to unlock certain doors. But I also feel like whenever I go to therapy, you know, the person that I go to causes me to leave with like tools. Like mm-hmm. it's like, OK, when you find yourself not closing your laptop, not leaving work on time, not doing mm-hmm. this. Ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Why am I continuing to work mm-hmm. after my work hours? Mm-hmm. And if your answer is wrapped in pleasing a person or in fear and fear mm-hmm. and not wrapped in, you know, I'm in a groove and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this. Exactly. It's not yeah. wrapped in, you know, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. And mm-hmm. I feel in my spirit that I need to finish yep. this right now. Mm-hmm. If it's not wrapped in that, mm-hmm. then you need to move on. And I think to your point, Ayana, like having a therapist who is Christian, who is a woman, who is a woman of color, it helps her to understand me mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. And it helps me to receive better, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, we're going to go to a break yep. really quick. When we come back, I want to just talk a bit about the people who are still on the fence of going to therapy and how to really find a therapist for you. I know we talked a bit about it, you know, before, but I want to dig deeper into that space. And then also for Denisa and Ayana, who are not in therapy currently, um, just your initial thoughts on why you didn't think that you needed it. Cause I know that was something that you said, Denisa, I'd love to dig deeper into that. So we'll be right back after this. This podcast episode is brought to you by The Plug Devotional. You can order it right now on Amazon.com. Check out The Plug Devotional now. All right, ladies, we are back. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation so far. I am. (laughs) I am too. Uh, What we're going to get into is finding a therapist. Um, I know a lot of our um, listeners are honestly the same demographic as us you yeah. know a lot of women of color um age group i think our age range is the biggest 25 to 35 mm-hmm. um and then after that might be 
going into my age group. Um, and you know, professional women and, you know, women in ministry. So how do we fit? How do we find our fit with a therapist? Um, that you know can work for us. Yeah, give us some details. I was gonna say there's a really good website called Black Girls Therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I signed up for that. Um, which has a nice it's, it's right a nice now. little resource that can help you find therapists in your area that are of the same kind of mind. The other thing I would recommend is if you work a job where mental health is something that's a part of your insurance. Is it therapy for black girls? Black girls. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Therapy for black girls. That's the only one I know. I was like, I don't know. Thera- it's therapy for black Yes. And I'm literally entering my email address right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if you have insurance that lends money to mental health or mental wellness, um, you can also look up places that are covered by your insurance. If it's something that you don't want to pay out of pocket. Those are, those are the first two literal ways, I would say. The other thing I think is, like Ayana and I think Denisa and maybe Lauren did too, I think you should make your checklist of like, these are all of the things I want in a therapist. So if you want a therapist that is older than a certain age, I know I had a friend who was like, I don't like going to therapist who's 30 years old because what are you telling me? Mm. Mm. That's true. That's true. And I mean, not to knock anyone who's a therapist no. who's in their 30s, but there are some people who are like, I want someone who's a bit more seasoned in life. So if that's your thing, put that thing on your list. And I think you should make a list of all the things that you want in a therapist. I, I still say try that, though. Like, um, like try, try the therapist that, you know, you don't necessarily think you would like. And I had a friend of mine tell me one time, she said, date your therapist. And what she meant by that mm. is like, you know how you're dating a guy. If you don't like the guy, then you, you know, you date somebody else. And so it's the same thing. She's like, you know, if you're going to therapy, she said, just try the therapist out. You never know. Um, that might be the therapist you need. So don't just stick to one because that's the first one that you got. Yeah. You know, figure it out to see, okay, well, maybe the 30-year-old one can tell me a little something. Yeah. You just never know. So. I, I think it's just about non-negotiables. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, so real quick, because I use myself as an example. Um, well, using myself as an example for, um, and this is not an ad for therapy for black girls, but it is a good resource. Um, I literally signed up. I put my, um, you can filter your location. So based off of my location, I'll just go off of the first person that came up. They show the insurance providers. Um, it gives her address um, of where she's located. If she is accepting new clients, um, online only or in person i said online for now um and then it actually does say if the person prescribes medication or not and this person no so you can literally go through and um see you know who can work for you based off of their quick quick um i guess profile online profile and then um, I'm not sure what some of them have blue checks by it. Some of them don't. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe they're verified on the app. But well, this is what this is what I did too, guys. As as a pointer, um, as two things I want to share. Uh, number one, I did use. I found my my therapist through therapy for Black girls. Mm-hmm. But when I found the therapist that I was interested in, I googled that therapist, mm-hmm. and I will do that. That's good. And then I looked at the Google reviews. For I was going to say reviews. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, too, I think any professional therapist should have a consultation. 
So, mm-hmm. and that should be free. My consultation was free. Oh. So it gives you an opportunity. Is she virtual? Uh, she is, but I think she has, I think she said her region is specifically, I guess, with the certification. Okay. You can only like. Oh, with the in state certain that you're states. In. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. Um, That's understandable. Yeah. So when I looked her up, um, like I said, the consultation was free, but the consultation gave me an opportunity to ask a bunch of questions that mm-hmm. I did not see on the profile for therapy for black girls. That's good. So that was her age. What's your family dynamic? Mm-hmm. You married? How many times you've been married? I was like asking all of those questions. <laughs> no, I make a list. Said, Y'all said, listen. Listen to Lauren. I was like, are you saved? Are you Christian? Like, what does that look like? What church do you go to? Like, mm-hmm. what's your, like, I was asking what's all of What's your social security number? Yeah. <laughs> and my thing was, if she was tense in that moment and she didn't like those questions, that just let me know you were my therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I'm going to be transparent with you, at least in the beginning, sis. You need you, to be a little transparent, transparent with me. transparent with me mm-hmm. so I can understand that when I'm talking to you, I'm not just, you know, shooting from the hip. Like, we mm-hmm. can actually have a conversation. Okay. Um, and so that was some of my strategies in finding a therapist is, like, I was like, sis, I'm about to tell you some deep-rooted stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to know. All my business. Right. Yeah. I asked her, too, like, are you insured? Because just in case the things go left, I need to know that mm-hmm. if I do need to go that route, Ooh. I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even things <laughs> like Lawrence that. Lauren said, in case I can you. No, I'm serious, though. Yeah. But I'm like, I just need to know all these things mm-hmm. so that I don't have any surprises. Because, like I said, it's an investment. And anytime you're making an investment and you're putting your money down, mm-hmm. you want to know what you're investing into. Yeah. So no, I understand because I've heard so many Therapy horror stories. Really? And yeah. What? Yeah. It can get very interesting. What happens especially to people? With people I, I, especially when people know your business, you know, or um, like marriage, like marriage and family therapy. I've heard some horror stories with that. Hmm. Um, I don't want to say details because I don't want to scare people. Of but, course. you know. I'm scared. <laughs> but, therapy, yeah. so, you but that's why you, you have a relationship with your therapist. And then even Lauren, I appreciate her questions, especially asking like, hey, are you married? Are you single? I know for me, it would be great for someone who's married so they can understand. Like, let's say I do bring up something when it comes to my marriage. Yeah. Um. I can knowing that I can confide in you and knowing that, that you're not going to use that against me. Like, are you a family therapist? So if I talk to you by myself and then I bring my husband in for whatever, are you going to pin us against each other? Because I've heard that type of therapy too. Therapy too. Like, are you going to pin us against each other? Are you going to take my side, take his, his side? Or are you going to be the neutral party when it comes to things? So. Yeah. Here's one last thing, too, I asked, too. I said, what does your clientele look like? Like, mm. are you serving mostly kids? Are you serving women? Mm. Are you doing mostly marriages? Because my thing is, like, the more you work toward, like, a certain part of an industry, of course, you're, you're a little better mm-hmm. in that. So if you are dealing with more of, like, a single woman, African-American woman that's business professional, then that lets me know that you have a little more experience in talking mm-hmm. to individuals like myself. Not that my story is similar to theirs, but mm-hmm. at least there's a familiarity with it. I'm mm-hmm. not the first. I'm not the, I'm not the what do say, test dummy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the test dummy in, the ther- in mm-hmm. a therapy session. I want you to, you know. So I don't know. Maybe I was just a little paranoid and I was asking sis all the questions. No. Those yeah, were good questions. questions. Yeah, she yeah. handled it well, though. So that's why, you know, she got the coin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. So I guess I'll speak to, since Charlotte called me out before we went to break, <laughs> as somebody that felt like I didn't need it. Um, to be transparent, I had to have the revelation of why I needed it. Like, I felt like at one point it was a popular therapy, therapy, therapy. And to be honest, like I said before, I didn't have the right understanding of what therapy was. It felt like a trend. 
basically and then it took the lord showing me like you know what um just like the holy spirit is an extension of me and speaks to you and talks to you and help you in ways that you didn't really know that you needed help that's also what therapy is once you find the right therapist just like you know your pastor is able to receive a word i mean excuse me give a word and you're able to receive it and it Mm -hmm. helps aid you spiritually right you need something that's going to help your soul your mind your will and your emotions Mm -hmm. right that's what you personally for me that's what you need there before and then also i'm that friend i'm the strong friend i'm the friend that everybody comes to and i've been there for so long that i didn't realize to ayana's point that who where do i go who who am i gonna talk to yeah you know so um I didn't think I needed therapy because I was a strong friend. So I felt like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing so many other issues and that does not compare to what I'm going through. So yeah. clearly I'm good. I don't really need to talk to nobody. I'm good. I ain't going through that. Mm-hmm. But also because you're going through all of this and I didn't have the understanding of, um, like I take on other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. So when I would disappear and shut down, it's because too many people have told me too much and I do not, I don't even have the capacity to, but because I'm a strong friend, everybody is nonstop. They're still coming. They're still coming. Yeah. They're still coming. So I, I now know that I need therapy, but mm-hmm. I didn't think I needed it at all. Mm. I know for me, I, don't, I won't say that I didn't think I needed therapy. I feel like it was, let's put it this way. Like if I was going through a, a particular situation and spiritually, you know, I went to God about it and you knew I dealt with it on a spiritual level. I was like, okay, I'm, I, you kind of think you're good, yeah. you know? Oh, I'm good. Um, but I know for me, if I start seeing a pattern of something or like, you know, you think that you're you're good spiritually, but when the pressure really gets put on, mm-hmm. like the pressure get put on a little bit more than it was before when you thought you were good, it's like, okay, I keep going back in a certain way to how I respond. Mm-hmm. So how can we change this so that my response in the future is different and whatever may not affect me at all anymore. Right. So, um, I feel like, you know, spiritually you can talk to God. However, I do still feel like you need that person to person to talk to. For sure. And it just, yeah, it, um, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't oppose therapy at all. I just felt like in the past, well, like, oh, I'm good. You know, me and God handled it. Yeah. Nah, sis, you know, God. It's a little you, deeper than that. You and God can handle it. But, and not saying that, because the thing is, I feel like as Christians, people stray away from therapy because it's like, oh, I went to God and that was it. But like I said, it's, you know, it's certain things, chemi- like chemical imbalances and mental blah, 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 blah. You know, I can't, right. I don't have all the verbiage. Trauma. But, you know, There's yeah. certain trauma that you need to unpack mentally yeah. that until you're talking it mm-hmm. out with somebody else, you don't even realize yeah. is a mental trauma that exactly. has anchored itself into, like Denise said, your soul, yeah. your mind, yeah. your will, your mm-hmm. emotions. So. so, I mean, I think that's a trend in our community anyway. You know, and, it's just a champion. Everything you take it in, you earn with it and you go. And yeah. I'll especially say this because I thought about myself. Okay. I've been in church since I was 11. Yeah. You know? And there's certain things that I've experienced, like just going to church. There's things I've experienced. I, I started going to ch- our church when I was 11 and I started serving in ministry at 18. I'm 36. There's certain, I've seen everything and more, you know? So it's like. I need to talk to somebody about that, right. you know, and 
it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I, I think that's the that that's one of the biggest things, especially so if you're like in the same boat as us, you've been in church all your life and you know certain things or you know you've seen you've seen it all. Yeah. You, like it, you need to unpack some of those things because I feel like let's say with me, um, we've talked about this on the podcast, so I'm not even afraid to talk about it. I I remember talking about how I can be very guarded. What's the reason, sis? Yeah. You know, like, right. why are you... I know my reasons, but is it more than that? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I have those questions. Is it more than that? Like, is it, you know, and it's nothing... I won't say... It's nothing wrong with being guarded in certain ways. Yeah. But why are your defenses automatically up? You know, just... Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, we de- so, I, yeah. I so many questions it. I have. So. I want to add to what you, uh, speaking of Ayana and what Denisa just said, um, for individuals who are struggling to see if therapy is a path that they want to take, there is a YouTube video I would encourage you all to watch. And it's through Potter's House um, Ministries. Mm-hmm. And Potter's House has <laughs> a particular um, minister by the name of Dr. Anita Phillips. She is actually a licensed therapist. Mm. I like her podcast. Um, yeah, she's really, really dope. Um, and some of the perspectives that she brings um, to therapy and the interrelationship between therapy and Jesus yeah. um, and how she makes it common um, and makes it common sense, um, it especially really helped me to make that first appointment. Yeah. And the name of the uh, the sermon on YouTube is called Good Ground. Good Ground. Um, good ground oh, how about mm. that yeah so i would i would encourage you all to just start there see if that does anything for you if that you know kind of helps you to understand is this the path you want to take right now or eventually right. um and i i really like to like i said ayana and denise's point it's a starting point for yeah you, you know like you have to figure out where does that starting point happens for me in regards to therapy yeah and then just move you know move from there yeah that was good, Lauren. The last thing I'll say, and then oh, I, I know of her. I know we got to wrap it up. Um, I feel like Denise might have hit on this earlier, but one of the things I want to say before we close is don't wait until you're at a breaking point to go to therapy. That's a good reason to go is because you're at a breaking point. But when you feel prompted, and I mean, of course, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and leads and guides us into all truth. That's exactly what the word says. But if you are feeling an unction to get on the path and to find a therapist now, I say don't wait. And I say that because even like the word, like when you read your Bible, because you read your Bible to connect with God every single day, you find that you aren't as high strung and worried and anxious about certain things versus when you go to the word just because you need an immediate answer and you feel like I can't hear God. I can't hear God. But it's like, if you're hearing from him or speaking to him every day, it becomes a lot easier to hear his voice on the big things when you're spending time with him on the small things. Like, Lord, what do I put on today? What should I wear to work today? How should I respond in this meeting? You know, Lord, mentally give me wisdom for stuff that I don't even know is going to happen today. When you are talking to God about the small things, and I'll use an analogy on a flip side in a physical realm. When you take vitamin C every single day, there's a better chance that you won't end up with a cold than when you catch a cold. And now all of a sudden you're trying to like over, you know, over what's the word that I'm looking for? Over medicate yourself with vitamin C because now you're sick. 
And it's almost like when you're supplementing yourself on a regular basis, it keeps you from having like that big, big, big situation. So one of the things, and I'll be super transparent, is because I started therapy, you know, when I did due to the best friend pack that I have with my friends, when I ran into my issue with my kidneys, I was in such a good place mentally that certain things that would have mentally broken me did not because I had been building myself up in a certain way. And I think that having a therapist who walking me through that situation could say, well, how do you feel about this? You know, what are you thinking? What is your mind saying? You know, how are you feeling about your family since this is a hereditary thing? Is this taking you back to, you know, X, Y, and Z? And being able to really talk that thing out with somebody that I was already comfortable with was huge. So I say don't wait. If you feel led to do it now, sis, do the thing now. So And don't, I feel like don't. You don't have to tell anybody that you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Everything is not a social media moment. Yeah. I, I, that, that too. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not. I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't really, I didn't tell, I had to tell my mama because she's just that type of person. You're going to have to tell her. She's going to figure it out. That's just her. But my daddy, I did not tell. And so it, my dad didn't find out until I was leaving my appointment. He was like, where did Lauren go? She's like, oh, she went to therapy. Therapy? <laughs> She's like, yeah, she decided she wanted to go to a therapist. And I just didn't feel like at that moment, I didn't feel like I needed to share, make like a public mm-hmm. announcement. Right. Because yeah. I was like, I'm trying to figure this out on my by myself. You know, I'm trying to figure out, is this a path I want to take? And I just didn't want to publicize that at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so what I loved and with my parents and my, my brother is that they gave me the freedom and the liberation to share as much as I wanted to share when I did go to therapy. Of course, they would try and push the limits and ask more questions. Uh-huh. But you shut that down, sis. Uh-huh. Shut it down. Yes. Okay? And you boundary. Tell, right. Yeah. You set that boundary. And you let them know what you want to let them know. But I'm saying you don't have to tell nobody that you go and just go. Yes. You know? And, and I didn't even tell my job. I said, I have an appointment. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. what I said. I have yeah. an appointment. They don't need to know all your business. Because you know, one thing I thought about. Oh, I'm sorry. One thing I thought about too when you said not telling everybody, and then I said it's not a social media moment. Meaning that gave me a whole other episode. Meaning like because I've seen people that may share things that their therapist said, and I'm like, okay, that's good. But it really just now, literally in this moment, it made me think. What if that's not for you to share with everyone because it was designed specifically for, for your you. situation? Yeah. That's like the word. So like how now everybody talks about, oh, this person's a narcissist. And this, like they love using the word narcissist. Because yeah. toxic got old. Yeah. So I remember, this is how much I, tell, I Google everything, I research everything. So I looked up what really a narcissist is. And I was like, that person is not a narcissist. Uh, they might have some issues, but y'all are using that ro- word wrong and y'all are throwing it all over the place. So um, just being mindful of how you share different things with your, you know, um, that your therapist shared to you. Like, you know, you want to talk to your girlfriends about it, but it's like maybe. And then don't try to diagnose other people. That's yeah. good. Like that you, part. You, you hear something in therapy. And like, then all of a sudden, it, like, I think that you such a such. Mm-hmm. Or I, you know what, girl, my therapist told me this and I think that would be good for you too. And I'm like, absolutely not. And your therapist has had 30 conversations with you. So they understand exactly. what to say to you and how to say yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. So, 
All right, ladies. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in to today's episode, Jesus and Therapy. If you want to continue this conversation, feel free to slide in our DMs or send us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. We hope that you are following us on the social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret, no S on Twitter. We love you guys. Good God bless you. Love and peace. <laughs> it was late. Bye. Bye. Bye.